We talked uh, the other day about fewer opportunities for Americans, and I would imagine the future of the West because oh, sanctions, some of those places that are coming out of war, whether it's Germany or Japan decades ago, wherever it may be next, perhaps there's an advantage to, to being diversified in order to make investments that someone is American or some other Western passport holder can't. Well, if you have more than one passport, you certainly have run into opportunities that you might not otherwise. For instance, right now, I'm an American, but I mean, I have an American passport. I have other passports, but, you know, investing in Ukraine is not practical for me now. Investing in Russia is not practical for me now. But I do know investing in countries at war usually leads to great opportunity. If you have, I mean, Americans are not likely to invest in Russia right now, but if you are Brazilian or something, Uruguayan, you might be able to invest in Russia and you might find good opportunities, which are closed off to people who don't have the options. And so you can make up your own mind, ethically and financially, what you want to do, rather than your country doing it for you, you're saying? I don't know if I'm very smart, but I think I'm smarter than bureaucrats in Washington. I hope I'm smarter than I, bureaucrats I so. in Washington. Uh, let's talk about China. There are folks saying demographics moving in the wrong direction. It's the last decade for China. You've been uh, very favorable towards China since the books came out, and, and I think still today. Why are those folks wrong? Well, I mean, I look back at history. China is the only country that's been successful more than once. And, but remember the U.S., Oh my gosh. In the United States, we had huge problems. We had a horrible civil war. We had many depressions with a D. We had illegal, dishonest politicians. We've had many things. Have or had? <laughs> yes. Uh, many things have gone wrong in the United States, but for whatever reason, we overcame those problems and became very successful. That is going to happen in other countries in the future. It has happened in the past. You know, a hundred years ago, Britain was the richest, most successful country in the world. There was no number two. Fifty years later, Britain went bankrupt. IMF had to fly into London and bail them out. Couldn't pay their bills. So these things happen no matter who you think you are and no matter where you think you are. Something can change and will change. So I hope that all of us learn enough history or learn enough about the world to know something is going to change and take advantage of it. Others here in Southeast Asia were in Kuala Lumpur, Indonesia, Cambodia, Vietnam have been uh, talked about. Any of those interest you? Well, you know, Indonesia is the largest country. I mean, it's got over 300 million people. It's a very large country. and. In recent months, recent years, I have noticed that something is changing in Indonesia. It's not now just a closed-off, whatever, closed-off country. They seem to be opening up. They seem to be trying to attract investors. And so I am interested in Indonesia now for, the, for one of the few times in my life. Yes, I see good things. Vietnam, the same thing. There are 90 million people in a country with education, more or less one language, you know, many ethnic, they don't have the ethnic strife that some countries have that holds people back. 
and it's right on the Chinese border. They're not at war anymore with China. So I see good possibilities. In fact, the ones you mentioned, yes, I've opened an account in Cambodia recently. I haven't bought anything yet, but it's just a tiny country, so it could be useful in the future. No, there are many countries in Asia. North Korea, I wish I could invest in North Korea. I cannot because it's illegal for Americans. But I see positive changes coming there. Um, there are many places in, in Asia. You're less excited about India, but does population play a role? And to, to what extent in terms of, you're saying Indonesia, Vietnam, larger populations, does that make it more interesting? Well, it's, it's an interesting part of the mix. That in and of itself does not make it more interesting. But if you are Vietnam and you do have 90 million people, it gives you manufacturing scale, if you want it, market scale, if you want. So, yes, it could be a positive factor. It can be a negative factor. You know, for a long time, the Chinese thought having too many people was negative. They made people that couldn't have children. They limited the number of children because Mao Zedong thought that too many children was a problem. Uh, so it can go either way. You wrote the book, Hot Commodities, Thoughts on Commodities in Today's Market. I know we're not doing hot tips. We'll, we'll talk on that in a minute, but thoughts on where are hot commodities today? Well, as I look around the world, most stock markets are at or near all-time highs, which doesn't turn me on. Most bond markets are in a bubble. Interest rates are, have been the lowest in recorded history in much of the world. So as I property in many places as a bubble, if you go to New Zealand and Korea, many places, properties are bubble, but the only, the cheapest asset class I know are commodities. I mean, sugar's down over 60% from its all-time high. Silver's down over 60% from its all-time high. These are not bubble numbers when you talk about being down massive percentage points. So I think I see good opportunities going forward in commodities. And before you ask, I will say agriculture is very cheap uh, historically. Agriculture has been a disaster for a long time. The average age of farmers in America is 58. The average age of farmers in Japan is 66. I mean, I can go on. The highest rate of suicide in the UK is agriculture. You know, agriculture has been a disaster for most people for a long time. And that's happened throughout history. You go back and you read the Russian novels about how rich the agriculture barons were once upon a time. True of many countries, but we've had periods when the agriculture has been a disaster in the area in history, but that often changes and I suspect it's changing again. Which is one last one. More people in America study public relations than study agriculture. Yeah. Nobody wants to be a farmer. I've seen isolated incidents, I think in Italy, for example, some uh, students from urban areas said, there aren't that many jobs here. That's a challenge in parts of Southern Europe. And they're actually going back. Do you see any other examples of that? Or you really think that it's an opportunity to get in? Well, I know it's an opportunity. It's yeah. not for me. I don't want to go out and get hot and dirty every day. You know, I'm too lazy. But for many people who like being in the sun and working with their hands or working with growing things, I mean, as I said, look at history. There have been times when 
the agricultural people have been wildly successful and wildly rich. So I know it's an opportunity. It's not for me. I mean, I do invest in agriculture now, but it depends. Everybody has to figure out what they love the best for, for their own future. Lastly, we discussed uh, yesterday evening your opposition to hot tips. Obviously, what, what you might know, even if you wanted to tell somebody, they don't have the full picture. They don't know when to buy or when to sell. Uh, but you talked about a good investor wants things to be boring. What are your uh, suggestions for becoming a good investor? The best way is to stay with what you know. Everybody watching this knows a lot about something, whether it's cars or sports or fashion, something. And every day you read about it, whatever it is. I mean, I don't know anything about fashion, don't care. But there are people watching this who love fashion, who can name many things, and those are the people that can be the good investors because they will see something change. They will see something change, certainly before I will or before Wall Street will. And if you see something changing that you know is going to work, because you know a lot about it and pay a lot of attention, do your research, do your homework, and invest. And then call me. <laughs> call me give, and tell give me. Him, send him the hot tips. Uh, yeah, just tell me about it. I'm not going to do it because of your hot tip but at least I might start trying to You'll learn. look into it. The same way you look into all these countries all over the map. Well, I have learned that if you do your research, chances are you'll be successful. Don't worry, I make plenty of mistakes, but I make fewer mistakes when I've done a lot of research than when I've done nothing. And you've said there's always an opportunity to make money pretty much everywhere. Well, there's always some place, and somebody rising and there's always somebody going into a decline. That's a simple life. That's history. That's the world. Mr. Rogers, it's uh, been a pleasure to have you with us. Oh, Andrew, if you only knew, this has been such a pleasure for me. And I will say again, this is such a good idea, such a good idea to teach people about the opportunities in the world. So I hope you're doing a good job and I hope you keep it up. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm.